Welcome to a D&D Candle Lab. Welcome to the D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast. With your hosts, Karen and Dan. Welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week we're bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content, and then scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince one another that our monster baby is better. I'm Garen. And I'm Dan. And as I said, this week we're creating playable monsters from the Monster Races supplement available on DMs Guild, authored by Tyler Kamstra. Yes, indeed. This supplement features every single monster from the core Monster Manual book. That guy's a maniac from Wizards of the Coast as a playable race. This was an absolute playground for... This was... This was a very difficult decision for me. Let me cut in and say that as we're doing our intro here. Oh man, was this tough because there were so many great monsters in this book and we couldn't pass up an opportunity to feature this book on the show. Yeah, uh, I have to admit there were there were a lot of different ways I could have gone with my character this week, but I'm very happy with my choice. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Dresgadays. 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 Disguised right, right, as a tall, ahead. thin, dark-skinned man. Dresgadays set off to the merchant ca- uh, town of Waterdeep every single morning, making the long trek from the Underdark so that he could sell his counterfeit and black market goods to passersby and adventurers who appeared naive and out of place. With his great mind control and deceptive ways, Dresgadays was able to sell anything to anybody and make them think that they were a great deal. However, Dresgadays' cover was blown one evening as he was making his way back home. He stopped concentrating on his disguised self-spell, thinking that he was safe and in the clear, and he was discovered to be a mind flayer by the local militia. He's no longer welcome back in Waterdeep and actually has to spend his life on the run as a wanted criminal, fending for himself while defending for himself. He is a level 13 war wizard mind flayer, from Tyler Kamstra's Monstrous Races PDF. I am so excited to be able to play a Mind Flayer. I knew you were going to do that. This is no surprise to me. But this guy's oh. whole thing was that he just wanted to sell crap to people. Yeah, I mean, he was just he was just making his way, you know, but Mind Flayers aren't aren't welcome in in the, you know, amongst commoners, so he would just disguise himself, make a little skrilla, rip some people off, and then go back to the Underdark. Mind flayers tend to have very lofty goals of domination and having a whole bunch of thralls. This guy just wanted to sell tchotchkes. No, this, yeah, this guy dropped out. Dropped out of uh, world domination school. His parents are very disappointed in him. With a name like Dresge Days, you know, I think that they did enough damage. Oh, I am a little shaken because I know what I chose here and I was definitely going for the win. But uh, War Wizard's going to be tough. I got you. It's my turn to tell you about Kikuchiyo. An acolyte from a small temple raised on the raised on the importance of belief and faith and having something to strive for. But Kikuchio kind of saw through the veil a little bit, and he saw that the brothers that were raising him were not all they were cracked up to be. And while they taught him many valuable skills and taught him self-discipline, they had their own vices that they denied, and he struck out on his own. And he saw the world for what it was. He saw people, he understood their, their flaws and their hangups, and he learned to mimic those, and he learned to blend in with them. And after a while, people didn't notice 
that he was a six foot tall shambling mound anymore because he was that good at blending in with the crowd. And Kikuchio, right. yes, Kikuchio studied as a young shambling mound in the ways of the samurai. He has risen to level 13 of that. He has lost most of his faith, but he still possesses all of the wisdom and the social prowess of a true samurai warrior. And so that is what I bring to you humbly into the lab today. Did that, That's okay, uh, because cause humbly, I'm going to eat your brain. Let me ask you this. Did I, did I transport you with my story? Is that why you're seeming already on the defensive? Because if that didn't take you on a trip, I know something that will. A cantrip candle. Cantrip candles are 100% soy candles designed for use in adventures like D&D and Pathfinder. They're a great selection of scents that smell like different locations in a fantasy world, taverns, bakery, and even a library full of arcane text. We love the Black Hound Tavern scented candle with notes of rye whiskey and rich firewood, but we also have the sampler pack. We could not decide on just one, and they are worth checking out because the sampler packs are super cheap. They give you five cents of your choice at only five bucks plus shipping. And once you decide on what you do want, buy every single one of them in the newly released 16-ounce size. These candles all come with a metal D20, and you don't even have to expend a spell slot. Be sure to check them out. That's Cantrip Candles. If you don't know how to spell Cantrip, you shouldn't be playing D&D, dummy. Well, thank you, Garen, and Cantrip Candles for that message. Now that we uh, are well acquainted with our monster babies for this week, why don't you go ahead and start us off in the melee category, Garen? How much does your mon- monster suck at punching shit? He really sucks at punching shit because he doesn't have hands, but he does have a slam attack. In fact, he has three of them as a level 13 fighter. Uh-huh. And that's a 1d8 okay. plus three damage. And he is cranking that out. He has also got his action surge if he needs another action. And I would say that this is very easily a plus one. I don't know. Because, yeah, okay, potential for 24 damage. And, okay. You know what? I'll give you the... I'll give you the... You know what? You're plus gonna, you're, plus you're three. Gonna... That's 30 damage. That's 33 damage. Okay. You, you know what? You're going to roll for that plus one. All right. With Kikuchio's plus four to charisma, this is going to be easy for him. 11 or better. I rolled a 14, so I'll take my plus one. All right, Flizzard, what do you got? I'm going to argue, actually, I'm going to argue a minus one. Uh, I have a quarterstaff, plus five to hit, 1d6 bludgeoning damage, uh, and I also have tentacles, which deal out 1d4 psychic damage on a hit. That's it. Minus one. How long are these tentacles? Oh, just, I mean, they're coming out of his face. Actually, one of the reasons that Dresge Days had to drop out of school was because he didn't fit in with the other kids. He had really long face tentacles. Kids just made fun of him, called him all sorts of names. Doesn't everybody in World Domination School have face tentacles? Aren't they all mind flayers? Or his unnaturally Yes, no, no, they are, they are. But Dresgedes had legs hanging off his face. Just full out, really unfortunately long. So he used those to an advantage now because now he's not being teased for him anymore. Well, he's disguising himself all day long anyway, so. I can already picture the movie of Dresgedes in high school. I think they would call it Dresgedesed and Confused. Yeah, that was great. It was really good. Uh, oh. So am I going to get know, that I minus one? You know, I can't one? edit in laughs if you don't make them. Am I going to get that minus one? Yeah, you can have your minus one. Do you have any range damage, you jackass? I have no range weapons. I'm going to take that minus two. What do you have? I am not allowed to hold a weapon, so I think that kind of sums that up for you. Okay, then let's go ahead and move on to burninating. Because range doesn't matter, and we all know that. I, I mean, we've been over this. Who cares about ranged? What do you have for burninating? Here's my argument on burninating. A pile of muck that walks around and talks and interacts, that's pretty damn magic. So I would argue that everything I do is magic. 
And when I slam you, I'm doing magic damage. I'll take a minus one. Thank you. Absolutely not. Come no, on. You're going to get a minus two. Thank you so much. So I'm going to argue no, a plus two. Come on. I'm a magic you're pile getting, of monk. You're not getting a minus one because you're a moving palace legend. You just what? Say what if Kikuchio rolls his abs? He's in magic muck. We're gonna move on. I'm already in a plus two. You're getting a minus two. Everybody knows it. Twenty. I have twenty-two spells and five cantrips. A lot of them inflicting damage. I also have power surge, war wizard ability. But let me highlight a few of my favorite spells. Okay. One of my racial abilities is mind blast. So. As an action, I can magically emit psychic energy in a 15-foot cone. Each creature in that line of fire takes an, makes an intelligent saving throw. A creature takes 46 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. I have Mind Spike, which allows me to reach into the mind of a creature that I can see within range. The target has to make a wisdom saving no, throw. No, you don't get to read Mind Spike because you shit all over me when I tried to read Mind Spike before. Oh, no, okay. Then that's that fine. one's out of We're your argument. Move on. We're, okay, no problem. We're going to move on to Synaptic Static, which... Allows me to choose a point within range and cause psychic energy to explode there. Each creature within a 20-foot radius sphere centered in that point must make an intelligence saving throw. A creature with an intelligence score of 2 or lower cannot be affected. However, a target takes 8d6 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. That's pretty great. They also, on a failed save, have like muddled thoughts, can't think. It's pretty great. I have Disintegrate, which is a thin green ray of springs from my finger pointing at a target that I can see within range. Basically, they have to make a deck saving throw, and if they fail, get this, 10d6 plus 40 force damage, plus 40. What level is that? That is a level 6 spell. That's a lot of damage. I also I like have that. mental. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, man. A potential for 100 damage. Yeah, and I also have mental prison. A target within range. You put them in like a, just like a like a, a mental prison cell, right? Could be flying razor blades, bats, whatever. Well, if they fail an intelligence saving throw, they take 5d10 psychic damage. That's all fine and dandy. However, if they try to leave this little mental prison that they're in at any point make an attack do something like that move at all they take 10d10 psychic damage and the spell ends wow that's pretty fantastic I, that's a level seven spell so anyways that's the highlight of my burninating plus two handily well why don't you just roll as the cherry on top then and we see what happens because okay. the war wizard this is your number one move here you're right and my charisma modifier is only a plus one so let's go ahead and see what we got I rolled a 17. Oh, all that's, right. That's going to do it, baby. So what, uh, what I'm going to move on to control. Uh, I'm arguing a plus two here. Again, a lot of control, but I'm going to highlight a few things that I really enjoyed. Otto's Irresistible Dance. We have not highlighted this spell in this show before. However, it is fantastic. You cast a spell. You choose a creature that you can see within range. The target begins a comic dance in place, shuffling, tapping its feet, and capering for the duration they have that while they're under this spell they ha they use their entire movement speed <laughs> they're just dancing their movement they're just like down by the dumb but down by the dumb just getting down power word pain i speak a word of power that causes waves of intense pain and assail one creature within range uh if the target has 100 hit points or fewer it is subject to crippling pain otherwise the spell has no effect the target is affected by crippling pain. Its uh, movement speed can be no more than 10 feet, has disadvantage on attack, ability checks, saving throws, and except for constitution saving throws. And then finally, if the target tries to cast a spell, it must first succeed on a con save or the casting just fails. Modify memory, which basically allows me to modify somebody's memory of something 
10 minutes or shorter. I could completely modify their memory and make them believe that something else happened. I also have hallucinatory terrain, major image, crown of madness, Tasha's hideous laughter, minor illusion, alarm, levitate, telepathy. Uh, I can do that without a spell slot. I also have a plus four to initiative rolls. Easy plus two. Oh, how much I would, I would love to see you have to build a character without any control because you can't get through a control without busting out a list. I thought you were just going to, you're going to highlight a couple. I'm like, yeah, those are cool spells. And then there's the list. You just can't even handle well, yourself. I have to, I have to, I can't, I can't throw out, I can't throw out a plus two without letting you know how beefy my control is. I get it. I mean, and that's your, that's your whole so spell you... list there. I now feel like I've experienced your spell list, held your spell book, rubbed the dusty cover. You can have Fantastic. your plus two. What, I what, what do you am have going to take a plus one. You're going I'm gonna to take a plus one for no reason? Because my control is my ability to completely control the battlefield. First of all, I have blind sight up to 30 feet, which means I can basically sense anything within 30 feet of me. And for the record, I'm also blind, so that's as good as it gets. I can use, on any of my slam attacks, I can use grapple as a bonus action and immediately grapple the creature. With no save, I just get him. Because I absorb them into my so, mind. So, I mean, if you're blind and you have blind sight, like, I'm just going to go back to that. Because if you're blind and you have blind sight, isn't that just as good as having a set of eyes? Like, isn't that just arguing that you're, you have control because you have eyes? It would mean I'd know if you were invisible in front of me without having to do any sort of check. I know everything that's within 30 feet. Even if feet you of don't me. have eyes? You can't get anything past me. That's yeah. blind sight. Blind sight is a strength. And it's balanced right, out, yeah. as, as Tyler very clearly puts in the design notes, as you saw, his design notes are ridiculous. He mentions that he shrunk down blindsight to 30 feet because it's a huge strength, but he also balanced it out by making the shambling mound completely blind. So, you know, you can probably see whatever distance in the daylight and probably 60 feet, feet at night. I can't do any of that. So I can grapple as a bonus action. I've got the fighting spirit as a samurai, which as a bonus action, I trigger it. It grants me advantage on attacks for that round. I have Indomitable, which I can use twice per long rest and immediately pass a save. And I've got the Tireless Spirit, which allows me to regain one of my Fighting Spirit uses because those are three per long rest. But every time I roll initiative with my Tireless Spirit, I regain one. And I think that makes me pretty formidable on the battlefield. You can't really get one up on me. I'm going to execute my game plan and I get a plus one. It's okay. Do you I, have an I, argument I, contrary? Or are you just gonna give me my plus not, one? Yeah, I guess I guess we'll get the plus one. I'm not I'm not like wooed by anything you said, but you know you're all right. What do you do uh, on the tankiness argument? Pretty tanky. 19 AC because I have the defense fighting style and I'm wearing woo, plate mail. Woo, woo, woo. Oh yeah, that's tanky. So, so just imagine big thick samurai plated mail just kind of laid over this shambling mound. Oh, so With, you thick girl? I'm thick. I got 130 HP. So he's got a pretty good following with the with the Battle Boys. Some of the adventurers like follow him on Instagram and stuff, right? Oh, they're they're always liking or loving or whatever the Instagram thing is. Thumbs up in winky face in his pictures. They're winky facing. I knew it. Yeah. All right, keep going. I've got the Fighting Spirit also grants five temporary HP every time I trigger it. I've got Second Wind. I'm immune to being deafened, and I have resistance to all lightning damage. What are you arguing? I think that's a plus two. No. Well, I guess the AC of 19, yeah. I mean, that's one of the highest that's ever come to the lab. Take your plus two. Thank you. Yeah, that's the only thing. The, everything else is kind of meh. Well, everything else is... AC. I, I'm pretty much a fighter. I mean, let's let's just be real here. Yeah. I've got that yeah. resistance to lightning damage, which will eventually come in handy. Right. I'm going to argue a plus one. Here's the thing. Like, it pales in comparison to you. I have 90 HP. I have an AC of 11. But I'm arguing a plus one because I have Summon Greater Demon, 
which allows me to just bring out like a CR2 demon. And if I if I cast it at a higher level, it'll like go up by, you know, the challenge rating goes up one. I have Arcane Deflection, which uh, when I'm hit by an attack or I fail a saving throw, I can use my reaction to gain a plus two to my AC against that attack or a plus four bonus to that saving throw. I took the Lucky Feet, which uh, allows me to reroll up to three times per long rest any saving throw that I fail, which I think is tanky. Durable Magic, which uh, while I maintain concentration on a spell, I have a plus two bonus to my AC and all saving throws. I also took the Durable Feet because I'm a wizard. I concentrated two feats on the tankiness because I knew this was going to be someplace that I was going to struggle. Uh, I took the Durable Feet. When I roll a hit die to regain hit points, the number, the minimum number of hit points that I regain from the roll equals twice my constitution modifier, which would be four. And uh, the hit die I have is a six. So that's actually pretty good. I'm guaranteed to regain four. Okay. Those so are great calls on those feats there. Yeah, I agree. You're, so your first thing you, you listed off there is that you can just summon creatures, and that's what you're talking about as being like as a meat shield? Yeah, I can summon a CR2 or greater demon uh, out on the battlefield, uh, and it appears before me. So it can take a lot of my hits for me. Yeah, or they could just walk around it and still hit you. Eh, I mean, they're bigger. I mean, these demon, these demons are bigger than me. So, oh, so you're so you're summoning such a large demon that the person would either have to exhaust themselves trying to walk around its massive ankles, or just oh, decide getting, to hit I'm it. I'm getting, I'm getting large creatures are better in front of me. You better believe it. They're this so is large. The only, oh. This is the only place I'm using this, and I'm not backing down. This is tanky. It's no <laughs> different than than shape shifting for a druid, man. I see you're using a similar argument there, but it is a separate target at the end of the day. I will give you the plus one. I think your use of feats to up your tankiness was nice. And I think you're building this Ooh. war wizard actually very nicely. I haven't built a war wizard yet, but this is the way I'd want to do it. I'm, I'm down with that. Okay, that's fair. Before we move into how our babies help their friends, I just want to take a brief moment to explain how you, our listeners, can help the D&D Character Lab. On March 1st, we launched our Patreon page, and we're super excited to bring you extra content on the cheap. Let me tell you a thing or two about what we offer. At one buck, we offer admission to our Patreon-only Discord, and we also have an entry into our weekly drawing for our published DMs Guild content, which uh, that grows by the month. Garen is constantly working on new new publications. Uh, at $2, we have a monthly one-shot adventure not published anywhere else. That is also written by Garen, and he works hard on that, and it is good stuff. This month, uh, we have one called Last Resort, and it's a lot of fun. $5 uh, patrons will have access to two bonus episodes a month. We, usually, we're going to have a, an episode of Fight Club at the beginning of the month, and in the middle of the month, we'll have an episode of the Monster Lab. At $10, uh, we allow you to submit up to three flaws every six months to the Wheel of Unoptimization that we'll randomly select from for the show. Basically, there are a bunch of flaws and uh, quirks that we, we're going to apply to our characters, and they're going to be based off of your submissions. You also get one day early access to our main podcast. So instead of it getting released on a Wednesday for everybody else, it's going to be released on Tuesday for you. And then one patron each episode will be able to submit a story scenario for either the smooth operator or spinning fire to be used in every episode. So uh, sometimes Garen and I will throw out like, hey, you're in, a, you're in a this scenario. How are, you, how are you going to get out of that? Or what are you going to use to get out of that? You can author that. You can put us our backs against the wall and we're going to be forced to come up with something uh, based off of your your creation fifteen dollars one piece of character lab merchandise every six months basically you know we have some min max t-shirts that we currently have available we have a beaker d20 design um, and we also have some logo merchandise all that stuff is uh, available on our spreadshirt store you can go ahead and have a look at it the link is in our show notes on itunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and then at twenty dollars finally 
you're a maniac. We're going to come to your house, eat all your food out of your fridge, and your mom's going to cook us dinner. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. And then, and, and you also get to submit a character to the lab every six months uh, that will be used in an episode with all due respect, props, and insults given to you as the creator. So you get to submit something. We are going to argue for it. You get to basically be a guest on the show. And then every three months, you can pick either Garen or Dan to auto-fail or auto-crit on their challenge rolls in the show. So when we challenge one another to a roll, basically that's going to get brought out that either we're going to auto-fail or auto-crit based off of your decision. And then every three months, you can grant either Garen or I inspiration on our challenge rolls if something is not satisfactory. So that's super cool. That's all I've got for our Patreon. And that is how you can be a good, you can get a plus two in Ally Assist. Thank you guys. Anything you can do is hugely helpful to the show. I think we make no bones about the fact that this is a skin and bone situation. It's our passion project. We're having so much fun doing it and we'd love to make it better. And with your help, we can do that. So thank you very much. So for Ally Assist, I'm arguing a minus one. I have telepathy with anyone that speaks common. And I also have connections as a guild artisan. I can get my friends to get a good deal on a Greyhawk knockoff iPhone, which I think is extremely helpful. Oh, okay. Oh, that is that is huge. You can get the knockoff. That's that, brand. Im- that imported good good. You know what I mean? That Alibaba swag. Oh, yeah, where you buy it and it doesn't get shipped for, for six weeks and then it shows up and <laughs> somehow the entire phone is backwards. <laughs> so check out our second sponsor, Alibaba.com. They're really great. They've got anything you want to order. It's there. Okay, so I'm so you were minus one then? <laughs> Only because you made me laugh, yes. So you can have your minus okay. one. I'm going to take a zero. I've got Shelter the Faithful, where as an acolyte, I can always find a place for us to go. They know me. They know my shining armor. I also took the actor feat, and I think that is very delightful to my friends. I can regale them with stories. I can show them impressions of themselves. In fact, now that I'm saying this, is definitely plus one worthy. And I'm an absolute terror on the battlefield as I make my way around controlling the shit out of it. So that's a plus one. I'm not going to argue there. Right on. Although, when you said they recognize me anywhere from my shining armor, you're just a big mound of nothing wearing armor. It almost looks like somebody took their armor off on, like, an anthill. You would think so, but let me get a little bit further in this episode, and you'll see how just deceiving that can be. Okay, well then, going further into the episode, tell me how balanced you are. I think this is an extremely balanced, uh, shambling mound fighter with a 16 strength, 8 dex, 10 con, 12 intelligence, 16 wisdom, and 18 charisma. I am proficient in five different abilities, and I have three saving throw proficiencies. I think this Mm. is a plus two. It's hard to argue. Boy, yeah, that's pretty balanced. Take it. I'm going to tell you why I'm plus two, all right? Okay, all right. Easy peasy. Strength of 10... Dex of 13, Con of 14, Intelligence of 19, Wisdom of 10, Charisma of 12. Proficient in four things, two saving throws, and uh, I got those tentacles. Big long ones. Big you lost, long you ones. lost me on the tentacles. You lost me. All I was going to say was I think I'm a little bit more balanced than you. But then you think you're, as you mentioned, your unusually long tentacles. Tentacles that were so long they got you bullied out of school. That does not make someone balanced. That makes someone imbalanced. I think this is plus one. Yeah, actually, it does cause a great deal of imbalance. Like, I have, like, a hunchback because they weigh down 
on my head. Oh, you poor guy. Now I'm starting to feel yeah. bad for him. They actually named the disease after him. It's a bad case of the Dresgados. That's the one thing you don't want in life is to have something negative named after you. For the sympathy, I think it's a plus two. I'll give you for the sympathy. I'm feeling good about this okay. now. I hope I don't pull a, pull a Dan and screw up the rest of this episode. <laughs> well, let me tell you why I'm one smooth operator. I have message, major image, disguise self, which, you know, I use to rip people off. Arcanist's magic aura, modify memory. I have a plus six to persuasion and a plus six to deception. That's an easy plus one. Okay. Yeah, you definitely, I mean, your, your spells there would help. I would like to see a little bit more here. Now you, okay, here's the thing though. Your backstory involved you not being a smooth operator, involved you kind of screwing up your own game. No, I, 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 would was, I was walking I was walking home. I, I take the back roads, had my disguised self spell off, and uh, some guys were coming down the road off the beaten path, and they just discovered me. Hey, is that a mind flayer leaving that city? Carrying a bunch of tchotchkes? Hey, mind flayer, what are you doing in our town? And then I cast levitate at will and just take off. Hey, floating mind flayer, you can't fly, you're just floating. What are you doing here? I levitate my movement speed at 30 feet and I just hover around like a Roomba. Stop hovering away. We're trying to talk to you. This is very rude. This guy's not smooth at okay, all. Then if I, anything, he's sort of... I, I, cast, I cast Modify Memory and I'm like, you didn't see a Mind Flayer. And then I cast Disguise Self and I'm somebody else. Oh. I'm like, what Mind Flayer? All right, plus one for Men in Black and me. Yes, sir. Tell me how smooth are you? I am incredibly smooth because let me get a little bit oh, more so you're, into... you're Gillette? This is Gillette over this muck. Doesn't even pick up a single bit of moss. Just slides. I have the actor feat where I have advantage on my performance or deception checks when trying to pass myself off as someone else. And I can mimic anyone I've heard for at least a minute and make them believe that I sound just like them. I also, as a samurai, am an elegant courtier. I have my wisdom added to any persuasion check, which gives me a you're plus... A mound, you're a mound of basically trash. You're not a courtier. <laughs> yes. I am an elegant courtier with a plus no, twelve not. to persuasion. Nobody text. wants you. Nobody wants you at their party. Plus twelve and plus twelve to persuasion. Okay, I'm standing at the door of a party. I'm the bouncer, and I'm like, uh -huh. no trash mounds here. I say, oh, excuse me, my good man. You must have me confused with someone else. My name is Lord uh, Alfred Douglas. I believe you'll find me on the list. I roll that persuasion check. I roll an eight. That's a modified twenty. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to get past this bouncer. <laughs> wow. When D&D doesn't line up with the real world, that's an example. This is, a, this is a mound of earth that just made it into a fancy party. And once I get into the party, <laughs> I have an 18 of pa passive perception, so nothing's getting past me. And if shit really hits the fan and I need to duck out, I can jump into the fountain in the center of the party, and with my 20-foot move speed, I'll get around that fountain really quick. You're going to know if anybody spikes the punch with that 18 passive perception. Okay, plus two. Easy. Easy. I love it. All right, finally, my spitting fire. Here's the spike from that layup that I... Er, from the, I just set the ball in no, 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 no. Keep it in. No, you you don't know your sports. Let's let's be honest with one another. <laughs> you, you, you spiked your layup. All right, let's go for it. All right, so I, here I'm, I'm about to spike this layup. I put the opportune moment using my passive perception of 18 and my plus eight to insight checks. I will find the moment at that party when people are at their most vulnerable, and then I will reveal myself to be this hulking mound, and it'll shock the crowd. They'll be aghast. I mean, have you ever made a room full of people completely aghast? That is opportune. Well, everybody knows you're a big mound of nothing. 
I've already the fooled them into thinking in, I was Lord Alfred Douglas. Just because you persuaded somebody does not mean that they believe they, they that they're blind like you. You walk in and no one thinks you're a human. Nobody. I immediately I look at everybody and go, "What's up? I'm Lord Alfred Douglas." I rolled that. I just rolled a natural <laughs> twenty. That's a modified thirty-two. Thirty-two. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, Lord Alfred Douglas? I just rolled a 17. That's a modified 29. Yo, Lord Alfred Douglas. I even rolled a 3, and that's still a 15. <laughs> that guy's like, hmm, Lord what? And then I wink at him with my muck face, and he's like, oh. <laughs> and here's the clincher on my spinning fire. If anyone does challenge me, I immediately go, you know what, dance off. And I have a dance off with them. A marathon dance off, because as a shambling mound, I'm immune to the exhaustion. And you can really cut a rug. I have advantage on performance checks when I'm trying to pass myself off as a good dancer. So what do you oh, say? That was, yeah, well, so what were you arguing? I'll take, I'll take a plus one. That's a gentleman's plus one. <laughs> All right, yeah, take your plus one. Just because this, this whole notion is, is great. <laughs> I, I love it. All right, I'm going to argue a plus two. I have infestation, hold person, Tasha's hideous laughter, mental prison, disintegrate, and then listen to this. This is a scenario. I use the disintegrate spell. Disintegrate your body, leaving just your spinal column and your head so that I can use the racial tr trait, a racial feature of extract brain, which allows me to choose to kill a target that is zero HP by extracting and devouring its brain. That's messed up. Intimidating AF. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredibly intimidating. You just... Indiana Jones dessert monkey brains that guy. Yeah, so plus two. You want you want a plus two? You can have a plus two. You're just uh, afraid I'm going to eat your brain, and I, and I understand that. I would hate to have my brain eaten. I think that would be some, really something really hard to come back from. So, X-Factor, why does somebody want to play a big shambling mound? When else are you going to get this opportunity to be this graceful, suave hunk of garbage? That juxtaposition right there, that's beautiful. I would absolutely play Kikuchio. He might not have too much on the battlefield as far as damage output goes, but his battlefield control is actually really awesome too. So this is an all-around very balanced character, both in combat and in role-playing situations, that I think would be a blast. The role-playing would just be hilarious. The scenarios would be absolutely ridiculous. Why you'd want to play Dresgades? I believe that 5e does not really explore the psychic realm too much. I'm super into Mind Flayers. I really mm -hmm. want to play a campaign with Mind Flayers. Playing as a Mind Flayer would be a lot of fun. I really want to fight a Mind Flayer and do the Hive Mind thing. And maybe if we could have a campaign of a bunch of PC Mind Flayers where there's Hive Mind, I don't know. Somebody write it. I'll play it. We'll probably feature it here on the show because I'm going to make Garen do something with Mind Flayers. Garen's not surprised yeah, that I made a Mind Flayer. I'm sure... The rest of you probably don't know as much as I geek out about this stuff, but why you'd want to play a Mind Flayer? Because I don't know anybody in their right Mind Flayer that doesn't want to play a Mind Flayer. Anyway. Oh. You want to do a drum roll? Yeah. It's mid-March, and I think I just got my first win of the year. I won six to five in this episode. Woohoo! Finally. I, I got to tell you, the Shambling Mound, that made me laugh a, a lot. That The role-playing would just be so fun. I can't get over it. It's so much. That's so much fun. I said before, these monstrous characters are fantastic. Uh, Tyler, you are, a, you are a little genius boy. This is great. Yeah, well, and a maniac. And we just interviewed Tyler on Monday. It's up on the feed. 
Check it out. The interview, we, we pick his brain, get inside the genius that is Tyler Kamstra and the brainchild behind this whole crazy operation. Uh, a lot of fun. Be sure to check it out on DM's Guild. It is Monstrous Races. That's right. We hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. We got a few exciting things still coming out of the lab that we'd like to mention quickly. Number one, you know it. Say it with me now, everybody. In your car, at home, in your classroom. Fresh meth. Fresh Number two. Meth. Fresh meth. Number two, the Patreon. Dan got into it. I won't hit it again, but we'd really love your support. Number three, we got a new supplement coming to DMs Guild. It is a teamwork supplement where you are going to be able to execute combo moves like the barbarian throwing the rogue at the enemy and they do additional damage. There are some drawbacks if you fail. So we, we tried to balance this out, make this fun, something you might want to use in certain situations. Check that out on DMs Guild. Number four, our shirts on Spreadshirt. Link is in the show notes, our MinMax series, and our Beaker D20. We think they would look really good on you guys. I know what you look like. You look awesome. You look better in this shirt. And number five, next week, we are going to be returning to our create the worst possible character for one another scenario. We are going to draw from any content we can find. It doesn't have to be balanced. It just has to be unoptimized. So get ready for that coming March 21st. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited. Special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys stay tuned at the $5 tier tomorrow, March 15th. Uh, a new episode of the Monster Lab is dropping. And so this has been a very busy week for the lab. You got the interview on Monday, today's show, and then tomorrow you're getting that extra Monster Lab episode. So keep an eye on your feed. That's all for this week, Lab Rats. And just remember, it doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.